Hello, I'm Sarah Landon, and I'm so happy to welcome you to the Journey of the Master podcast. This podcast was created to guide you to remember the infinite wisdom that lies within you, to reconnect to the master that you already are, and to realize yourself as creator within your own creation of reality. For more free resources and information on our books, courses, and master's class program, please visit sarahlandon.com. I hope you enjoy this episode of Journey of the Master. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. We are so happy you are here. We are kicking off season two of the Journey of the Master podcast, and we are so excited to share with you our new format for our ongoing live video podcast. So we're so well, so happy <laughs> you are here. And I want to introduce to you all my guest co-host for the day, Sarah Elizabeth. Hello, hello. Hi, Sarah. Glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here as well. So today's topic, we are discussing some of our favorite teachings from the council. And today and in the month of January, we have been featuring There Is Only Love. And so that is what we were talking about today. Oh my gosh, this just spans so many areas of our life. And it has been one of the fundamental teachings that has transformed my life. And so I'm so happy for this conversation today. This is our first official call of 2020. And so happy new year to everyone, a new year, a new you, new opportunities, new potentials, and a whole new life, if that's what you're ready for. So uh, Sarah Elizabeth, there is only love. What does this teaching mean to you? It's an invitation from my perspective. It's an invitation to take a new perspective on anything and everything that you see. You said it's a new year and a new life, if you wish. And every day, every moment can be brand new. And if you consider everything being only love and you consider emanating only love, it really gives you a clean slate and a fresh start moment to moment to really be present and embrace your experience and the journey. And I, I what comes to mind for me, especially since we're we're nearly finished with our latest course, is to embrace the magic of the unknown. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I I agree with you on that. We just uh, have been in this experience of our latest course, The Magic of the Unknown. And some of our greatest experiences in life, I truly believe, come out of the blue. And when you're open and you're allowing and you're in that state of love, you really are open to the incredible manifestations in miracles and magic in your life. When we're resisting anything, when we're closed down, when we're in judgment, we're not really allowing or receiving all of the blessings and the miracles and the manifestations that are here for us. One of the 
profound teachings that came out of the magic of the unknown is really this awareness that there is no reason to deny love for yourself for any reason. There's just no reason. And it was such a huge awareness for me uh, to realize that, you know, maybe it's a cloudy day and I'm sitting there thinking about, oh, I don't like cloudy days. I like sunny days. Well, it may be just the simplest thing, but you're really denying joy and love and happiness and well-being for yourself in those moments. There's also times where, <laughs> in one of the incredible examples of the magic of the unknown, you know, someone says something about you or you go to get in your car and the radio's not working or you get hit with some unexpected bill and we go into fear we go into resistance and in those moments we really are denying love for ourselves there is only love that is the truth and we're either allowing that and allowing all of the energy that is here for us to flow through us through us in the way of creation and inspiration and shining your light brightly or we are doubting or denying that we're withholding love for ourselves Self for some reason. And we can't truly love any other or anything if we are denying love for ourselves. And so that has been a profound shift that I have experienced as part of our latest course, The Magic of the Unknown. I also had an incredible experience of this just about a week and a half ago. And I shared this with our master's class community, but uh, it is one of the experiences in my life that I will never forget. I have a very dear friend who has been in a courageous uh, battle with cancer for quite a while now. He has a beautiful, amazing wife and three incredible daughters, and he was able to spend the holidays with them, which was wonderful. And quite surprisingly, shortly after the holidays, he took a, uh, a turn and I received the call uh, about a week and a half ago that I better come now that he was making his transition. And as I sat there with my amazing friend and his beautiful wife and his three daughters, I was so aware of this teaching of there's only love from yet a different level. Through the grief and the sadness we were all experiencing, I was aware, very aware, that underneath it all, there was only love, that any grief that was being felt in that moment really was love for this person and for who they are and what they mean in our life. And in the sadness, the sadness, the truth of the sadness was also that there was only love, that love was the only thing that was real in that moment. And it was one of those moments of, I would say, realization of maybe deep, profound awareness and truth and knowing. And while it's certainly okay to experience the tears and the emotions that we feel during what is often a difficult time when someone makes their transition, it was such a powerful experience for me to realize that the truth of that experience as well is that there is only love. I remember when this first teaching, this teaching was first presented to us, and I know the logical mind sometimes want to say, wants to say, well, that wasn't love, or this isn't love, or how could this be happening? But as we choose to realign with our absolute knowing and our truth that there is only love, you open yourself up to incredible miracles, to experience the magic of the sacred 
and the holy that is always available to us. And it allows us to really stay open and receive. And what an incredible opportunity it is to know from time to time that we are being used by the divine as a miracle for others. And I believe that's only possible when we are really in the truth of there's only love. And so I felt it was important to share that experience. It really touched me so very deeply and uh, gave me yet another level of realization of the truth that there is only love. Sarah Elizabeth. Beautiful. I would say if you're looking to practice this teaching to apply it in your life, just remember, remind yourself occasionally, especially if you're in a situation like Sarah was saying, sometimes you look around and go, that doesn't seem like love. That doesn't feel like love. There is only love. Am I allowing it right now? And let it be that simple. Any other tips that you would have for applying this, this teaching on a regular basis? Yeah, good question. Thank you for that. It, to your point, we might have an experience where uh, we're not feeling our best or or we get an unexpected bill like the usual uh, the other analogy I mentioned earlier example or something comes up that we're watching the news or we're seeing what's going on in the world and your human mind can very easily go to, well, that's not love, that's not love, that's not love. And yet if we remember that there's a, state of consciousness that is always available to us that is aligned with our truth, or we are holding ourselves in a lower dimension of consciousness where we're experiencing fear or separation or lack or limitation, we can come into the moment. And I know that doesn't sound all that exciting, <laughs> but truly all of our power is in the now moment. And especially when you are feeling triggered or upset about something or pushing against or you feel that resistance in your body, close your eyes, go from your head down into your heart and take three deep breaths and really come into the moment and fill yourself up with all of you. And that may sound like, what, what is she talking about? But when you've actually had an experience of it, if you keep focusing on it, fill yourself up with all of you. It means you're not denying your love, your power, your truth in the moment. Fill yourself up with all of you. Take deep breaths and feel your energy and your light and the love that you are permeating every cell of your body, filling up you with all of you so that there is no place where you are holding yourself in fear or separation from your truth, from source, from light, from love. Uh, it is one of my favorite practices. And certainly since we did the magic of the unknown, I keep reminding myself, just like the council has said, there is nothing worth having on earth. There is absolutely no reason ever to deny love for yourself for any reason, not because of any circumstances or conditions or anything outside of you. Sarah Elizabeth. Beautiful. I would also say something that I practice from time to time. Maybe I can't find there is only love or maybe love just isn't quite what I'm reaching for in that moment. And another word or sensation, emotion feels better to me. There is only truth. There is only light. There is only divinity. There is only joy. There is only ease. 
all of those things are essentially vibrationally equivalent. So we're talking about the same frequency. And so there's only appreciation. There is only happiness. And I think there is only light might be the simplest one. There is only light because it doesn't come with a bunch of attachments and, and expectations around, you know, whatever the experience might be and things having a particular outcome or whatever it might be. So if there's an opportunity for you to shift that in your, or to apply that in your life to shift something, because you just, you fish around and you can't find love in that moment. I encourage you to try filling in the blank with something else. Yeah. So good. I, I'm going to ask you a question because one of the questions we had submitted recently in our advanced master's class program was are light and love the same thing? What is your answer to that? I think they are the same thing. I think that the, as with any words, people can mean something different and I'll choose one or the other, depending on what it is that I'm trying to communicate. When I say, I love you, it wouldn't be the same thing to say, I light you. But to say that I love you really means that I hold you in the light and I emanate light as I look upon you or as I hold you in my consciousness. So I don't make a big distinction between them. And I've heard the council, and I'm, I'm sure this is probably where you're going. I've heard the council say, choose a different word. If it's, if, you know, if light feels good or truth feels good or God feels good or love feels good, choose the thing that feels the very best, the most resonant for you. And keep in mind that it might not be the same moment to moment. What would you say? Yeah, I love that. I think light is the ultimate truth of what we are. I think love is sometimes the way the human experiences the light that we are and the light within others. I remember hearing the word namaste many times and I thought, oh, that's interesting, but I, I didn't know what it meant. And it wasn't until I knew what that word meant uh, that I really resonated with it. And it's the, the light within me honors and sees the light within you. And so even if you may be in a, a different place than someone else, have different beliefs, you're in two different political parties, or you don't agree on this or that, you can still see the light in the other, even if you don't agree. And so I, I, many times I have asked people, you know, when you tune in to that awareness of who you really are, and the council has asked this question many times. We have talked about this question many times in our Learn to Channeling series that we do. And the answer is almost the same every single time. The answer is, I am light. And sometimes it's, I am light and I am love. But I do believe that ultimate truth, as you're saying, Sarah Elizabeth, of who we really are, is that light. I think that light experienced in human form is oftentimes what we describe as love. I uh, just wanted to also uh, really acknowledge what you're saying about in, in the moment, maybe love is not what you're feeling for, or maybe love isn't it, but coming into a place of peace, that peace is always available to us. When we come into the moment and we just choose to align with a little more peaceful place, I was having a conversation with one of our master's class members the other day about an experience she had, and it sort of triggered this trauma in her body that automatically kind of leads to feeling really panicky and really overwhelmed. And how do we deal with that? And one of the, the suggestions was, you know, 
put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes and take some deep breaths and tell your body you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And feel for that place of peace within you. Really go into your heart and feel for peace. Feel what peace feels like to you. And sometimes that's the step that you go to before you begin to move into an awareness of truth or love or light in your experience. I do it often when I have some sort of moment where I just need to calm down my body, our stress response. You know, we're not really getting chased by a bear or a wild tiger in that moment, although your body might be in a level of fear that you think that's what's really happening. Just know that you can put your hand on your heart and you can even do it if you're with a group of people and just put your hand on your heart and take some deep breaths and say to yourself in your head, to your own body, to your beautiful human, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And to me, that opens that love for ourselves back up again. If we are in some sort of reaction or triggered response, we are holding ourselves apart from the light that we are and the energy that's here for us. And so to get back into that place of being open and allowing, we have to come back to a, a place where we're feeling peace within ourselves. So I hope that's also a tool that is helpful for people. Um, and I'll go back to you, Sarah Elizabeth, but just wanted to say hello to all of our friends on the chat here. Uh, Dawn, hello, Christina, Francis, Kim, uh, Leon the Adventure Cat. <laughs> Julie, Carol, Christine, oh my gosh, and Robles. Uh, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for being here and thank you for your comments. And if you do have questions or any sort of experiences you've had about the practice of there's only love in your life, feel encouraged to uh, type it in on the chat there. And we are going to go to some video questions that have been submitted here. So Sarah Elizabeth, anything to add there? Um, I, just a quick note, you said namaste, just as you know, if you're denying love for yourself, you can't very well bestow love upon another. If you're not honoring yourself, if you're not acknowledging the light that you are, you can't honor and acknowledge the light that someone else is either. So I just thought I'd add that in. And I'm, I'm eager to see the video questions, um, a fun new way to see everyone's light in a video representation. Yes, I love that. So let's go. Uh, our amazing team has come up with this incredible way to ask your questions via video if you're part of our master's class program or advanced master's class program. We've given them opportunity to submit some questions via video that we will answer live in this podcast. So we're really excited about this new format as we go into season two and encourage you if you're not part of our master's class community or advanced master's class community to join us. Check it out. It's one of the things that we are most proud of. Not only is it the most incredible teachings and wisdom and information that we bring through and talk about how to integrate in our life, uh, but there's a beautiful, amazing community that really has been so supportive to those who are part of our advanced master's class community. So let's go to the questions. And uh, I see there's, as we're doing so, I see there's a couple of more people. Gabby from Africa. Hello. Eleanor from London. Peggy from Madison, Wisconsin. I have family in Madison, Wisconsin. So we're all so happy that you are here. So should we go to the video questions so can you explain channeling 
in our culture, it conjures up this image of a human stepping aside in an entity out there somewhere, coming in and using them kind of like a Muppet? Or is it really more in line with um, the human actually becoming just more of a transparency for their own higher self to come through? What's really going on? Oh, I think this is a great question. I really love this question. First off, I believe everyone, no matter who you are, is a channel for divine love and divine light in the world. And that expresses through each person in your own unique way. A professional athlete that says, oh, I was just in the zone. You know, I just saw the pitch before it left the pitcher's glove and I just knew where it was going to go and I just hit it out of the park or a pianist or a musician who just sits down and brings through this incredible piece of music. I believe actors and actresses, when they're really in character, they are channeling that character. And it's something we all do. It, I, I appreciate Sarah Elizabeth so much, and I, I uh, will go to her response about this as well, but she has created at our website, sarahlannon.com, a, a really informational piece on demystifying channeling because it really is a very natural, normal experience in a way that all of us express when we are really allowing, really in alignment, and in the moment. There are many times when I see you know, a perfect example, Joel Osteen. If you've ever seen a Joel Osteen sermon, there is no way that guy is not standing there channeling some higher wisdom through him. He may not call it that, but he just emanates. You can see he's glowing. You can see his vibration. And as he's speaking, he doesn't miss a beat. And what's coming through him is so profound. To me, that's all channeling. Now, there's the other end of the spectrum. And it was very common in the 70s, 80s, maybe most of us who were introduced to channeling uh, in the past you know, 20, 30, 40 years have mainly experienced uh, out-of-body sort of channeling, like what the question asked, uh, Edgar Cayce, the Seth Speaks books, many different channels that had an experience where some entity or being or energy beyond the human experience focused into the human and brought through incredible wisdom and information. The council has explained that the vibration and the consciousness level of humanity was very different then than where it is now. And it's not very common for people who are coming into their awareness of their ability to channel now to experience that sort of out-of-body uh, channeling where something comes in and takes over you. Uh, not to say that there's anything wrong with that. I think we've just evolved in our consciousness and our vibration where it's certainly not my experience. I believe my first experience of channeling uh, was when I received a message from my brother uh, the day after he had made his transition and passed away. It was a vibration and a frequency of absolute pure love that started from the top of my head and went down to the bottom of my feet. And I was completely and totally in peace. And I felt so much love. And I heard as clear as day, my brother say over my right shoulder, I'm still here. I'm just not in there. 
And I said, back in my head, where are you? He said, I'm just as here as I ever was. I'm just at a vibration where your physical senses can't interpret me as the light and the frequency that I am. And that was my first experience. My first experience of channeling the council was not an attempt to channel <laughs> in any way. It was a quantum hypnosis healing uh, session where I was seeking to get in touch with my higher self and live more aligned to my soul's desires for my life. And as I went through a bit of a meditation process that I was led through, I came into this awareness of of you know being in a much more relaxed and peaceful place. I was still very aware of what was going on. Uh, the facilitator asked me, do we have permission to talk to Sarah's higher self? And I was very aware. My answer was yes. And after a period of time, this energy just came through my body. Again, uh, so much love, such a high vibration, such a high frequency. And I shifted into a consciousness level where I realized I was translating or interpreting this message, this consciousness, this flow of information that was coming through me, but it was not coming from my head. It was not coming from my brain. It was coming from some higher awareness. There was a tremendous frequency and energy that went with it, but I was always still conscious of what was going on and where I was, but I was really just trying to keep up to the stream of consciousness and information that was coming through because of the profound wisdom that came through in that session, which was recorded, and the many, many sessions that I did with that QHHT uh, uh, facilitator following that, I realized that this was the most profound information that I had ever experienced. And I learned to intentionally connect into that stream of consciousness, that higher level of wisdom and infinite intelligence that we affectionately refer to now as the council. And so when I first started channeling, I thought I was doing something wrong because my eyes were closed, my voice changed a little bit, and the only experience that I had ever known of, of people channeling were the examples like Seth Speaks or Esther Hicks or uh, people who, who were able to walk around and talk and had their eyes open. And so I thought I was doing something wrong. And yet after years of continuing to channel the way I channeled, I met many other incredible, extraordinary channels who are dear friends of mine, like Lee Harris and Wendy Kennedy and others, um, Bashar, other channels you may be familiar with, where that that channel is holding themselves in a vibration and frequency where they can receive the higher awareness and the infinite intelligence. And they're really in the zone bringing forth that information. In my experience, it's is translating these blocks of thoughts that come at a very rapid pace. <laughs> and uh, I realized that that's how most all of us channel now. Now, some people's voice don't doesn't change at all. Some people have their eyes open. Uh, I think there's a progression of that. I know some people who started with their eyes open and then eventually had a different experience. It's all perfect. Trust yourself. And uh, 
we do a semi-private learn to channel series from time to time. If you are listening to this live, we are launching our newest group 11, which starts on February 3rd and runs for five consecutive weeks where we teach people how to, or help them remember <laughs> and practice how to connect into their own channel, which is always available to everyone. After taking hundreds and hundreds of people through this series in a semi-private format, and I, I, I can tell you, Everybody and anybody can channel and tune into intuition and higher level guidance or connect into your loved ones on the other side. When my friend made his transition, the very first thing that I did when I found out he had transitioned was sit down and ask for a message from him. And that message was so beautiful, so, so beyond where my human was at that moment. It was so full of love so clear and the energy that came through was undeniable to me and from that moment of receiving that message i have been in peace because i know that he is not gone he is still with us and everybody has the ability to connect into their loved ones on the other side higher guidance intuition your own collective your own channel that is really an extension of you and so everyone's experience is unique and i honor all of that I would say my greatest legacy is I envision in 20, 30, 40 years from now, there will be millions of people that are openly sharing channeled wisdom in the world in whatever way it comes through them because it is so full of love and light and it is such profound wisdom to support us through this time of awakening and transformation and really coming into living mastery and realization and enlightenment so your life can be everything that you intended it to be. Uh, so we are really advocating the <laughs> demystifying of channeling that it's a very normal, natural experience for people. Uh, Sarah Elizabeth, I would love for you to weigh in on this question. For me, it's very simple. The person who asked said, you know, you see somebody getting out of the way and something else coming in. And I would say, yeah, sometimes it is a lot like that, whether it's an artist or an athlete or what we think of as a channel, much like what Sarah does with the council. Usually that's, in my experience, that's usually what people mean in our society when they talk about channeling, um, but it's not different from anything else. Are you getting out of the way and something else is coming in? Your resistance is getting out of the way so you can allow all that you are and the something else that's coming in is that light, that love, that totality of you and it can express in infinitely many ways, whether that's someone who's writing a book and someone in our comments has said, you know, I, I feel that way about my fiction writing. I get to read the story first. It's like it's coming from somewhere else or you're just in conversation with a friend. And I'm, I'm sure everyone who hears this will have at least one experience in their life where they've gone, whoa, where did that come from? And you know, it was the perfect thing to say. You just don't know where it came from. And it felt like it wasn't you. It was just you plus more, the totality of you. And so Eleanor asks a question, do you think we can think about allowing money as channeling? And I would say, absolutely, but don't limit it to money. Because when you're opening your vessel and you're allowing the infinite resources and the abundance of the universe to flow through you, 
it's not limited to money. It can show up in many, 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 many ways. And, you know, connections and opportunities and conversations and money and material goods and experiences of all kinds. Thank you, Sarah Elizabeth. I love that. And just to expand on that, uh, Eleanor, I, I read your message as well. A few years ago, I had an experience where I woke up kind of in a dream and this whole fiction book just downloaded. And for the next two weeks, all I did was write this fiction book. And it was the most incredible channeled state of inspiration and love and energy. It just felt amazing. And it's so it's about opening and allowing that, whether you want to write a book, uh, poetry is one way that I see people express channeled information, which is so beautiful. Painting, musical instruments, moving your body, uh, any of those things can be expressions of getting the limited mind, the logical mind, the limited beliefs, the resistance, as Sarah Elizabeth said, out of the way so you can really open to all that you are. It's an incredible experience. And I also would say it's something that you you focus upon and it's it's a practice it's really something that you have a relationship with and the more you do it the more you trust it the more you live it the the better and better it gets and so if you were curious about it uh chances are you are really starting to open up even more fully to the channel that you are and how you would like to express that in the world. Um, as I mentioned, again, we have our semi-private channeling group 11 starting on February 3rd. If you would like more information about that, you can uh, go to our website, sarahlandon.com. Uh, it's just been one of the things I have, oh my gosh, uh, just experienced the most magical, miraculous things. One uh, group, actually someone said, I tuned in and did the exercises in the, in the series and they channeled a message from money, from the consciousness of money. Everything has consciousness as simple as it might be. One of our master's class members shared a channel that she did just kind of to be lighthearted and, and fun and silly about it from a vacuum cleaner. And wow, <laughs> you will never look at a vacuum cleaner the same. And, you know, we do take spirituality so seriously. All of this wisdom is about living a better life, living a happier and more joyful life, allowing all of the abundance and well-being that is here for you, creating your life the way you want it to be, because that's when you really shine brightly and you will inspire others to do the same. And so have fun with it. Absolutely have fun with it. So thank you, Eleanor. And hello to Linda and Kevin. We're so happy you're here. Gabby says, I love being part of the master's class community and advanced program. We're so happy that you're part of it as well. Uh, Don said the semi-private channeling course is life-changing. Thank you, Don. All right. Uh, hopefully that answers your question on channeling. And if you want to see uh, more about that, you can always go to sarahlandon.com, go to about and read the incredible information that Sarah Elizabeth created on demystifying channeling. So let's go to the next question. Hi, guys. Um, I was wondering how or when a child starts to um, sort of come into their manifesting power. Uh, does a parent have some influence over their life and then at a certain point they take over or does the child 
always have control of their um, sort of life and their manifestation, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering about that transitional state, um, whether it even happens. Uh, looking forward to hearing what you say. Thanks, Jenny. Great question. So we really have to go to sort of the highest perspective to answer this question. We are all divine beings of light and we focus ourselves into the human experience through our consciousness to incarnate here in physical form. And yes, we all start out as innocent children and babies. One of the most beautiful answers to the one a question that was asked in the magic of the unknown was about that experience of when a child is born. And what you're really witnessing is this reflection of the divine, innocent perfection within you and within everyone. And so children come into the world as this divine, innocent perfection manifest in physical form. I believe from the moment you incarnate and even before you are experiencing manifestation. And so at, at birth, that is the first experience the child is having or one of the first experiences they have of manifestation. And I believe even though they may be children or toddlers or infants, and we don't necessarily see them as the wisdom and the masters and the divine beings that they are because we're seeing them as these children that that are still so young that they can't talk or speak but they are always i believe manifesting the council says that you know a a, a consciousness allows a baby when it's in the womb a fetus to draw to it from its environment everything it needs to grow and sustain life and to be born into physical form and thrive and so there is a consciousness and intelligence in all of that which i believe is that child that is coming into the world now as a parent wow uh, all of you who are living at such a level of consciousness and awareness do you have an incredible ability to stay in truth and in love and hold space for your children to be beyond what we have ever thought possible the council has said many times that you you will live in a fully awakened enlightened world in one generation if you just allowed children to live their truth and be who they are and never taught them fear and lack and limitation and struggle and suffering and to perceive things as bad or wrong. And I think that's so very powerful that you have as as parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents and teachers and godparents and anytime you have a child in your life, you being in the highest truth of who you are so that they can easily be in that vibration and, and frequency of the truth of who they are so they can manifest everything that they're here to be. So I think that's a beautiful question. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny and Sarah Elizabeth. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Much the same as what you said, you know, is there influence? Absolutely. Because none of us creators that we are can be up close to something or someone day in and day out all day long as 
children usually are with their parents without being influenced. But that doesn't make you any less a creator. And so we see this all the time with children who grow up in an environment and two children growing up in essentially the same environment can take it very differently because they choose and they focus in different ways. One of them might turn out to be pretty much exactly like the environment that they grew up in and have that kind of life experience, while the other, same time, same place, same parents, might turn out to be the exact opposite because they focused in a different way and made a different choice. So like you said, from the beginning, creator from the very start, um, flowing that energy of course, there are influences, but I, I wouldn't make any larger distinction between that a parent and child than I would of, of any one of us around anything else that frequently. And so I would bring it back around to say, intend for your influence to be that there is only love, whether it's in day-to-day experiences with friends, family, strangers, or whether it's in an all-day, everyday experience with a small child. Yeah. Thank you for that, Sarah Elizabeth. I'm reminded of one of our master's class members, Kathleen, sent me the cutest uh, video on Instagram. And it was this little girl who was so wise. And she was sharing her wisdom of be like the turtle and really slow down. That you see so much more when you slow down. When you really slow down, you see so much more. And it was just so cute in her innocence of how she was sharing it. But so much mastery in that. I don't think I realized that for 40 plus years later, <laughs> that, that it's really in the slowing down that life gets to be so sweet and rich and you can really take it all in and there's so much to appreciate. So children have a lot of wisdom to share and they are absolutely incredible creators, just like every one of you powerful creators within your own creation here for your life to be everything you intended it to be. And so we are really focusing on trying to keep these concise and maybe a little bit shorter going forward. We know you have lots to do in your life. And so we are going to shorten these a bit going forward. Um, Thank you for all the comments. Hello to uh, Sabrina and Kelly and uh, Fiona and a few others that made comments. Everything that we uh, talked about here today or referenced as far as links uh, will be down below in the, the comments field. If you want to join our master's class community, we really invite you and encourage you to do so. The Magic of the Unknown course is uh, always available on our website, and the replays of that are always available if you're catching this video uh, after we concluded the live portion of that, as well as our semi-private channeling group on learning how to channel, which starts on February 3rd. You can always go to our website and find more information about those things, and we'll put the links below. I am just so happy to be here with all of you. I love you all and encourage you if you're part of our master's class program to submit your video questions for next month. Practice this awareness that there is only love. Even when you're human, wants to deny that that person is love or what they did or the circumstances or conditions, just choose to come back to the moment first off and not deny love for yourself, for any reason whatsoever. Do not deny love for yourself for any reason. And then allow yourself to be in the awareness that there is only love. And if you look deep enough, if you see things from a grander perspective, it's really easy 
to come into the realization that everything really is love. And so I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it helpful. Sarah, Elizabeth, any closing words? Gabby says here, the magic of the unknown course was mind blowing. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, we appreciate you being here as well. Sarah, Elizabeth. I would just say I'm eager to see what questions um, our subscribers in, this, in the program, in the master's class program submit um, in the future. So looking forward to seeing their faces and hearing their thoughts and seeing where it takes this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I love co-creating this with you and Mark, our amazing team. This has been so fun. Wishing you all the happiest 2022 and just really knowing how loved you are, really tuning into that love, practicing that love and do not deny love for yourself for any reason. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day. Bye everybody.